This is the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Stock up with Bud Light for game days and check out Budweiser's limited edition Discovery Reserve. Please drink responsibly. They're going to run and get that boot. The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season. A baseball team that's on the way back. A college world series title. Stadium. I almost got fired because I went Willie the boss after I had a little too much sauce. This is the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. We're going to go through Arkansas' schedule through the SEC and starting today, of course, with the Ole Miss Rebels. Game two for the Razorbacks, the upcoming 2019 football season on the road in Oxford. And I, it seems like every single season that we get revved up for the football year and we look at the schedule, we look at Arkansas' team, seems like we always circle one game. It's like, okay, so this game's going to be the telltale sign. This game's going to show where Arkansas is at and what the season's going to hold and how it's going to be just the key and crucial game. And I felt like most of the times it's been Texas A&M, you know, because it's always earlier in the season. In some cases, it was your first SEC game. Correct. And it was always a game that you felt like you had actually a fighter's chance in winning. It was always circled, but unfortunately for Arkansas, it was never won. But this year, I think it's going to be different because... Arkansas playing Ole Miss in game two on the road against an Ole Miss team that of all the SEC teams that you've had success against, Ole Miss might be the only one you've had true legitimate success year in and year out. Even Consistent, though you, yeah. Yeah, even though you lost last year, you should have won. And a lot mm-hmm. of us believe that if Ty Story stays in that game, instead of him getting injured where they had to bring in Cole Kelly, Arkansas still wins that game. I forgot how, what was the lead. It was like 33-7 to or something like that, or 28-7, to something where Arkansas had a big lead but lost it late in the game. But it's going to be about this Ole Miss Rebel team who – in a lot of cases, it's kind of like Arkansas where they had to switch some things up. They're trying to get back on track because they went 5-7 and seven last year. Their one SEC victory, of course, was against Arkansas. They've made some changes on the defensive and offensive coordinator side of things. And their bowl ban is officially lifted. So now they're going to be trying to get back into bowl contention as well. And that's going to be the biggest game for Arkansas, in my mind, coming up this year. Well, and I think it it kind of sets the course for expectations for this season, you're going to kind of figure out where you're at. It, you know, Arkansas had, does not usually have a lot of early SEC measuring sticks historically in their schedule. Normally, Arkansas kind of kind of like easing into 70 degree pool water. You kind of ease your way into it. You don't just dive in a lot of times. Arkansas doesn't have a lot of history where they've just dove in to league play. This is one of the rare times. Week two, here you go, SEC game. They've done it a few times. Played Auburn, as we mentioned, uh, Bielema's second year. Played Georgia early one year. But Arkansas has like, usually played three non-conference games, and then it seemed like forever is Alabama week four. That's just kind of the way it was. you know. And then things have changed. Schedules have changed. TV's gotten involved and mixed things up. And they want to have better matchups earlier in the year to put on TV when you know, we can kind of have some – blockbuster stuff and non-conference games week one. They need some better stuff to put on the SEC network and some of these other other options on TV. And Arkansas Miss is going to be one of those options week two. So, In fact, I would say when this comes to the schedule, Arkansas is the only one you can guarantee at certain points is going to play Missouri at the end of the season. And then Texas A&M, you always know because it's being played at Jerry World, it's always going to be in late September, early October. Right. So those are really the only two SEC games that you can pretty much gather of where they're going to be now that you mentioned uh, with television and all that. But if there was going to be, in my mind, though, an SEC team that you're going to play early in the year, Ole Miss would be a good one to have to see exactly how far you've come I from the so. previous year. I mean, you certainly wouldn't want to go to Alabama early in the year, even though you can make the case that they're not as dialed in. But, you know, 
uh, playing the, catching them early never seems to be a good idea for anybody in or out of this this league. Um, we saw Arkansas go to Auburn early a couple years ago. The heat and humidity kicked in and, and got a hold of Arkansas. You wouldn't want to go to Georgia. I mean, you could keep going down places. Ole Miss will be interesting. I think the weather, your conditioning, I think it it changes the way maybe Chad Morris and his conditioning staff prepare this team throughout the summer. Because one thing Arkansas's team, and I know they were built differently under Bielema physically and, and roster-wise, but they played very well, if you'll remember, at Auburn the entire first half of that game were right in that game. And then the second half they wilted because the heat and humidity of the afternoon just got to them. Um, I think you got to prepare a little differently for a game of this nature that early in the year because it's going to be hot. It's going to be sticky. And I know it, it, it will be here, but it, it, the further south you go, the further to that gulf you get, um, it just the humidity changes and it just sucks it out of you on a – on a Saturday, I, I don't think we have a game time on that one yet. But if it's no. you know if it's a a two o'clock game, if it's a if it's a three o'clock game, if it's you know mid afternoon game, that's that, that changes things. If it's a night game, still going to be hot and humid, but not nearly to the degree of playing in the afternoon. No, not not and, nearly. And that was a factor in that Auburn game a couple of years ago. That, that's why I bring that up um, because conditioning will be a big key in that game, and which team is in better condition to endure four quarters and and what has is normally a a a hot part of the year Mm -hmm. i mean unless you just are fortunate and get a cloudy day or get get some kind of unusual early september day it's normally just very very uncomfortable yeah and you're going to find out from arkansas too just since their offense is starting to develop and they're starting to get more install they're starting to actually understand what is expected of them where they're supposed to line up all that you feel like maybe Chad Morse is going to be able to unleash the horses a little bit more, be able to move a little faster. So, yeah, conditioning is going to play a major part in it because not only is Arkansas doing those things, but Ole Miss, it's crazy that because some people forget about this. They have a new offensive coordinator in Rich Rodriguez, you know, the former Arizona coach and the guy that was at West Virginia that had some of those exciting teams with Pat White and Steve Slayton. He's now the offensive coordinator, and they have switched up offenses a little bit just because of the styles where it seemed like Phil Longo, the previous offense coordinator, was just, hey, chuck it down deep and hope somebody go gets it, to where now you actually have a lot of verticals and a lot of slants being played. So they're switching up their offense, so you're going to have to prepare for them a little differently as well. And this is just a matchup of two teams that, for different reasons, are trying to crawl back into relevancy, where they were both these programs for a couple of years, at least in their own respects, were one of those teams that were really well-respected in the SEC West and finished high in the SEC West and one of those teams that was a force to be reckoned with in the SEC West and then, for different circumstances, fell way back behind. And now they're trying to crawl their way back into the light and trying to get back to the point where they're a respectable SEC program. So that's why I find it so fascinating, probably more so than anything, is because both these programs are in kind of the same lull. Where you know last year they went five, Ole Miss went five and seven. Previous year before that they went six and six. But again, it didn't matter because they were on these bowl bands. They've had scholarship restrictions. Uh, both of them have done pretty well in recruiting, trying to get it back. And it's going to be a telltale sign in early going of how these teams are going to be, and especially since both of them are breaking in new quarterbacks too. Because uh, I believe it's Matt Corral is his name, mm-hmm. uh, the Ole Miss quarterback, Arkansas. I think it's going to be Ben Hicks or Nick Starkle, one of those guys uh, that'll be starting for Arkansas as well. But and when you're asking about the time of the game, 
since Texas A&M and Clemson and LSU and Texas play that same week, probably say that it's not going to be the 2.30 game on CBS. Nope. Probably going to have to either. It's, hopefully it's a night game. Uh, at least that's what you're hoping for. You don't want an 11 a.m. game to start off your SEC. We had enough of those last year. Can we just stop with the 11 a.m. games for just a little bit? Give us some time to where we don't have to prepare for 11 a.m. kicks. One or two's okay. Well, yeah, one or two's fine, but ten or because what was it last year was like six. It was yeah, like half like of the half games, the yeah. and that was that was brutal when you're having to do that and having to do the pregame shows for that and waking. It was almost like a well, and it killed. It, it just kills attendance. Yeah. Kills attendance when it's you know with it, with your home games particularly. I don't remember how many of those were, pardon me, home games, but that's just you know, fans get fatigued on the eleven a.m. games. You can't tailgate as, as but you know successfully. What? How many? I mean, Alabama I think played one eleven a.m. When you're a good football team, they don't put I, you at eleven a.m. very often. Well, trust me, I I, I, I know games, why you don't play at eleven. I completely know why Arkansas played eleven a.m. games. Ad nauseum last year. I I am completely understanding. The Alabama that fact. LSU, the Alabama Auburn game, the Alabama you know, they, they just never play those games at eleven for some reason. You know, I'd like to know the last time that Alabama played an eleven. Well, actually, I guess I do know because wasn't Arkansas Alabama at eleven a.m. this past year? <laughs> I think every game was at eleven. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the eleven a.m. game for Arkansas and Alabama maybe ten thirty. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Let's move this thing up to ten thirty. You know, let's get let's get it over with and home for dinner. Uh, you know, it, it would have not surprised me if that was the case too. But you know, you're right, Tommy. That it, it brings up the attendance because that was a problem last year. Was the football attendance for Arkansas having this big, beautiful new renovation to the stadium? Nobody was there. You know, there were times where the attendance numbers and the scan tickets came out. You yeah. Know, who knows what the actual numbers were that. But I'll be curious to see if the attendance rises a little bit this year. And, you know, you know we got two home games. Well, I'm going to tell you this whole Miss play. game, and that's kind of been the focus here in this segment, will go a long ways to building home attendance. Mm-hmm. Arkansas plays well, competitive late in the fourth quarter, finds a way to to take a win on the road and get that SEC, that first Chad Morris First Chad Morris Power Five win, SEC win. You could you could check several boxes for Chad Morris as a head coach there uh, at Oxford. I think that it, w- it would add. I don't know. I'm just going to pull a number at ten or fifteen thousand more people in the stands for your next conference game. It, it pursue, assuming you win those other non-conference games. Assuming at that point you would be a four and team going to Arlington, right? Uh, after are you talking about four and zero? Yes, you'd assuming be you won yeah. the, the 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 non conference against Portland State. Right. If if you found a way to beat Ole Miss and you got the two non conference games following Ole Miss before you take on A and M, yeah, Colorado State and San Jose State, and then you go A and M, and then on the road to Kentucky, right? Yeah, you have a bye week then on the road, yeah, to Kentucky. So, jeez, so you're talking about? Uh, I'm just saying it would. Now the point is you're going to be. Gone a lot, and a lot of things are going to happen before you get back to Fayetteville. But it would, you know, that would go a long ways to, I think, in those non-conference games, getting more people in the stands Without those next two weeks. And I think people are going to be interested in that Colorado State. Can you? You hate to say paybacks, but redemption, a little redemption there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that may be the better word. Just I think it would certainly. It's. I mean, it's not going to hurt <laughs> the, the attendance if you win that Ole Miss game. No, it's it's going to keep growing and growing, and it's just I know we we got to get out of here, and we know we talked about the schedule, but geez, Arkansas's first SEC home game in Fayetteville is October nineteenth. Oh. That's insanity. It's just not fair to the fans. It's not. I mean, not it's fair at all. Jeez, I mean that's just brutal. Follow the show on Twitter at hit that line ar. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush podcast. Now he does a tightrope back. Boy, Houdini's in the house. 
We're number three, and nobody's home to watch that house. Touchdown, Hogs! Holy Hogs! I feel like over half of the series, the weekend series at least, that Arkansas has played this season has had to be moved or delayed or postponed or whatever due to weather. Uh, that's just kind of been the way that it goes, and that's the way the game of baseball goes. But they play UAPB tonight. Looks like the weather's going to be good in Bomb Stadium. Uh, should be a warm one as well. And something that we talked about in the opening of the show was dealing with how Arkansas baseball and then also basketball is going to do this too, where they're playing non-conference games against University of Arkansas systems, teams. Uh, Arkansas already played Little Rock, and now they're playing UAPB and, and baseball and basketball. I don't know if they have an exact date set or how it's going to be set up, or when it's going to be, but uh, you know they're going to be playing either UAPB or Little Rock because they have basketball teams. And you know this is—I think it's fascinating how this has developed over time because we all know how Frank Broyles, when he was the athletic director at Arkansas, felt about playing in state schools. Mm-hmm. Did not want to do it. Was not going to happen. There was no upside to it. Nope. There was there was zero reason to do it. And zero benefit for him and the University of Arkansas. Now, obviously. Uh, the pressure has continued to build and build and build from whether it's fans or people of power or the government, like the governor getting in and talking about how Arkansas and Arkansas State should play each other in football, which that's not going to happen, at least not here in the foreseeable future. But it seems like the University of Arkansas and the athletic department, in almost a compromise, if you will, has said, okay, we're going to play in-state schools, but we're going to play in-state schools in these sports like basketball and football that people care about and people enjoy, but also only make it to where it's University of Arkansas system schools, and we have it during the non-conference play, and you know, it's a very, if it's a very simple way of going about doing it, and honestly, even when Arkansas got smoked by Little Rock just a couple weeks ago, I didn't hear any Razorback fans that were really upset about the fact that, see, this is why we don't play Little Rock. I didn't. I don't know how many Little Rock baseball fans there are, but you know, it wasn't like they were just crowing all over social media and everybody going crazy about it. And so it just makes me wonder that, okay, so in baseball and in basketball, I think basketball, I don't know if that, that may be a little different if, uh, you know. Well, it'd, it'd be more high profile. It, it would be, and it would also depend on where they played it too. But I'm just wondering, is this going to continue to develop and continue to grow into something to where the University of Arkansas may consider in football, now I'm not saying playing Arkansas State, but just opening up the door to playing UAPB or UCA or, or somebody like that. Because, for instance, they are playing FCS opponents already. Like Portland State, their very first game is an FCS opponent, which right. is what UAPB would be. So it just makes me wonder that if by opening up this door, opening up Pandora's box would continue to go into something to where in football, at some point in time, you will have an in-state school that's not named Arkansas State on the mm-hmm. schedule. Oh, I, I think you're headed in that direction. You know, how many years down the road is that for football? I don't know. I think you're right. In the, in the near future, you will see that on the basketball schedule. Um, have they made an announcement that they're going to do that in basketball? I thought it was basketball Maybe and baseball. I, I, you know, I've slept a few nights since then, but, the, you know, I think that... That makes sense, and I think we're going to see that. Maybe they have, and I just have let that slip out of the, the memory banks here. Uh, but but that makes sense, and similar games like we're seeing in baseball, I think, do get on the basketball schedule if they're not already uh, coming. And I don't think fans are going to be in an uproar one way or the other. Uh, f- 
football is just a different animal, man. Um, I, I think this is a testing the waters kind of deal with baseball and perhaps basketball. It, it's seeing what the reaction is, seeing how it goes, seeing the economics of it. So you're just, you're just studying it. And it takes longer to, to make the adjustments on your football schedule anyway. You can't do that as quickly. You don't have the flexibility because football schedules are done four to six years in advance. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the opportunity to make those changes as quickly. Yeah. Well, because I think that in football also, you think, you think about the revenue that goes into it for each game and, and what's on the line for each game. Because this is something that I always, I didn't say get in an argument, but it was always a very heated discussion dealing with, you know, you see Arkansas Razorback football right now, which is really bad. It, it is. It is. It's in a bad place right now. Not saying it can't get out. Not saying it's not going in the right direction. It's just you go 2-10. and ten, Things are pretty bad. And this is the time where people start coming out, and it seems like they give the most pressure of saying that Arkansas football needs to play in-state schools right now. Like, because they're down, because they're bad, because they're almost to that level to where it's looked at, or at least from the other side, that now you have actually a puncher's chance in winning. Mm-hmm. Because you never hear much about this discussion when Arkansas, is, like they were in 2010 and 2011, winning 10-plus games each season. You don't hear that discussion as much because it's all about where people view you on the spectrum of how good you are or how good you are as a program. That's where people see it at. If you're a program that's considered to be one of the top tier ones in the SEC, like there was a time where Arkansas was viewed that way, then yeah, it's like, no, we're not going to even look at those teams that are below us because we deserve something better. But it's when you're down is really when the discussion gets revved up. But I don't have any problem with baseball playing system schools. I don't have any problem with basketball playing system schools. And in a way, I wouldn't even necessarily have a problem with football playing U of A system schools. I, I wouldn't. But it, when it comes down to it, is it's not, this is not what the people. This is not at least the people that want this. It's not what they want. They don't want Arkansas playing UAPB. They continue to want Arkansas to play Arkansas State. That's what they want. It's not about the in-state schools. It's about just that specific school is what they want. Doug's watching on Facebook Live this morning to the show and ask about the angle that Frank Broyles had made comments in his days when he was the AD of not playing in-state schools because it never gave anyone a reason to root against the University of Arkansas. So now if you're a, 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 an alumni, a staunch supporter of UALR or UAPB in this case, does it give you a reason to root against the Razorbacks? I don't think that there's a lot of divided households in this state. Where, you know, I'm a, I wouldn't think. I don't think this is going to create a big problem in our state but but maybe with some i i would think that is such a minor issue that on this one day i i just don't see a real rivalry being born out of any of this that it creates a problem where you can't i, I don't see a problem why you can't be a uca and an arkansas fan a uapb and an arkansas fan a ualr and an arkansas fan even an arkansas state and an arkansas i, I just don't see why you have to choose well and because i kind of look at it from looking from different states and different perspectives from those big schools in those states like when ohio state and i know we're not about ohio state but when ohio state plays youngstown state now they're both in ohio right does anybody feel like that's some house divided thing like you're talking about or that you know it's going to have people root against ohio state or it's going to turn it into something or, or something to that nature i don't think so and I don't think it does that for Ohio State. I don't think it does it when Michigan plays these smaller schools or anything like that. 
I, I just I try this to take that. This isn't Texas, Texas A&M. Right. It's, it's a completely different thing. It's a completely different animal. Because you have one program that's so far and away above the other program when it comes to pretty much everything. Athletes, competitiveness, money, support, everything mm-hmm. is so far away and so distant between each other. Conference, resources, yeah. just everything. Yeah, all the resources. Everything. That it's never even going to be a factor. It's never even going to be a question. But then people will ask, okay, you say that, but why not Arkansas State then? I've always viewed it from the point of that if you're going to do something to that nature, if you're going to actually start something and playing an in-state school like that, you got to start thinking about, okay, now it doesn't. it's no longer just playing a school that you need to warm up against or playing an FCS opponent or, or you know paying out or something. Then it becomes something greater and something bigger. It's almost like because they want it so bad, it turns the U of A off from it. Mm-hmm. And you know you see that happen in a lot of cases just in your everyday life. If someone really wants something really bad that you don't really want to do and they keep bothering you about it and they keep mentioning it and mm-hmm. they keep pressuring you about it, it's not. It doesn't become any more about logic. It's like, well, is it logical to do this? No, it becomes. I don't want to do it because you're annoying. I don't. I don't want to do it because you won't stop and you won't shut up about it. That's kind of how I feel a lot of cases when it comes to U of A right now with this whole, you know, in-state debate of playing that school and playing Arkansas State, which is why, going back to the original point, I feel like Arkansas and the university have compromised of sorts to play these system schools in a sport like baseball or what they will do in basketball and playing these system schools that are not Arkansas State. I think it's considered a compromise on their part. So I think it's a, I think it's fine that they're doing it this way, and I think it's fine that baseball's playing UAPB tonight. I don't think they'll lose. UAPB's pretty rough. They're pretty bad. So Arkansas should win this game, and hopefully they do. But even if they lost it, just like they lost to Little Rock, it's not having the same impact or, or the same resonation that it would if it was Arkansas State in football. It's just not it's you can't compare the two. Completely different. Totally agree. So. Just not on the same level. Subscribe to Hit That Line on iTunes. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Give is to Alex Collins straight up the middle. And Collins on the run. They won't catch him. Alex Collins is going to take it all the way to the house. Touchdown, Arkansas. 80 yards. They played Little Rock already this year, but this is like, I don't say it's a monumental moment, but it's, it's definitely an interesting moment where you're starting to see Arkansas athletics play in state schools, especially in a sport like baseball uh, that uh, people are really into and can really get behind. And, you know, it, it's just fascinating to see how far it's come since before and to see how far it'll develop from here on out, too. Yeah. And what other schools may be pulled into Arkansas scheduling in the future? You know, is it just these two? Will we see UCA? What, what other schools in the Arkansas systems? may be included at some point. Will you see exhibitions against some of the D2 schools in our state down the road? You know, because Arkansas plays in basketball exhibition games against D2-type schools from time to time. So could you see one of the – there's a more than a handful of D2 schools in our state be a exhibition uh, opponent for Arkansas in basketball? Yeah. And see – is it because there's less or there's more games that maybe people don't care about it as much? Because when it comes to like a football thing, is is it just because the the games not every game is hinging on something so meaningful like it is in football? Because we talked about it in the previous segment right. about baseball and how it, you know weather affects it because you always have more games to make it up. Right. 
do you feel like it's kind of the same way when it comes to baseball and basketball because there's so many more games that hey you know a throwaway non-conference game against a U of A system team you know, whatever big deal you feel like that also mm-hmm. goes into it as well when it comes to the comparisons that are being drawn not only from baseball and basketball but also into football perhaps I mean again when you ha- you know less is more a lot of times and, and that's why football I think is so important to so many people in this in the south I mean whether it's high school football whether it's college football I mean what, there's just fewer games and each game bears more importance so yeah I, I think sometimes less is is more and when you have more uh, more opportunities to see a team more chances to overcome defeat more chances to um, more chances to gain victory it, it, every game means a little bit less yeah mm-hmm. so I think yeah I think less is more a lot of times when it comes to schedule it seemed like the culture too at least something that we discussed was under Frank Brawls and how he was just so anti-playing any school in the state pretty much in any sport never saw never saw the upside no the University of Arkansas is there an upside to these games like for Arkansas I still playing. I still struggle to see the upside what what does Dave Van Horn in this baseball program what does the University of Arkansas get out of these couple of games I don't think it hurts but I don't see what the upside is is Arkansas's baseball program in a better position financially or otherwise because they've played Little Rock and they've played UAPB if it is I need someone to explain it to me it seems like he was the one lobbying for it, though, of all the coaches that were here. Right, I mean, I'm, I don't have an issue with it. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm just, what is the upside? Yeah. He talked about how it felt like it would unify the state in terms of the baseball, and he's mentioned how there's more dominant prospects in the state of Arkansas as of late than there were five to ten years ago. Okay. So he feels like there's increased uh, viewership when you have uniting across the state. That's kind of how he's put it which if, if that's the case then i, I can see that I, I can see that being a benefit but it comes down to that is as much of a benefit as that may be is that a big enough benefit i guess to where Goals. if you're the number one you're the number one school in the state you have the number one baseball program in the state for far and away it's no no one's even and close. I, I mean i don't know enough about college baseball on the national landscape we all know arkansas is good so we pay attention to college baseball baseball because arkansas is good Where's Arkansas ranked nationally as a as a baseball program? Maybe this is a top ten program. I mean, oh, we, sure. I think top we all 10. I think we all say that not just this year, but right now in the landscape. If we had a Kendall Rogers or an Aaron Fit on the program and said, you know, and they weren't speaking pandering to our audience, what would they say? You know, Arkansas's program. I don't know. I think it'd be a top ten. I, I mean, Phil Elson would be a better probably person to ask this question. I don't know. I don't. I'm not qualified to answer that, but I'm. I'm guessing it's certainly a top 10 or 15 program right now. No question. So, you know, I'm just saying Arkansas doesn't need the boost. You know, Arkansas is in a, in a position. Arkansas is in the position with its baseball program that the basketball and the football program and everything else is trying to, to get itself into. So this is the perfect place to take, I won't say a risk. I'm a, I guess there's a minor risk here. But it's a you know if it if it did if it failed or this was a, a problem or turned out to be uh, in the end uh, fraught with peril and and you said you know this was a bad idea we don't even do this anymore baseball was the was was the place that you could survive a mistake here yeah in scheduling in state schools no I agree with you because it's a matter of how high of a risk you're taking and I know we keep drawing comparisons into the football because that's really where 
the those that are lobbying for Arkansas playing in state schools, I'm sure playing UALR or Pine UAPB in baseball is fine. But the main source of it all is coming from having Arkansas and Arkansas State play each other right. in football. That, that's, that, that's, that's the ultimate prize for the people that are champions of Arkansas playing other in-state schools. Right. The ultimate prize is somehow Arkansas and Arkansas State play at War Memorial. That, that's, that's the ultimate, right? Yeah, unfortunately. What, for those that are on that side of the argument, that's the ultimate deal. Yeah, and you, you talked about how where the benefit comes in for Arkansas. And see, when when you take it from the baseball side, you know, and Ty, you talked about what the benefits that Dave Van Horn talked about. Now, okay, that's fine. But when you just take it to the other extreme and look at it from the football perspective, there is no benefit that, you know, increasing the exposure is not there. That does not exist. That's not a thing. So it's like, you know, it may be fine for baseball, but for football, it's a completely different animal that you can't justify the same means. Football and basketball don't need exposure as a sport as a whole. College baseball still does. Yeah, especially in this state and, and given all the limitations that baseball has with, you know, the scholarship limit and, and the amount, uh, I think it's 1.7 still yeah. and the amount of scholarships they, they can be doled out. So there are times where it's like, OK, yeah, you need to show showcase off your product. And I think that when basketball decided to do this, because football has always played more Memorial Stadium. But when basketball decided to do one game, I think there was a one season where they had a couple games down there in Little Rock at Altel right. Arena, Verizon Arena or whatever. You know, that's also trying to, you know, unify the state in a way yeah, to but, be able to play for, down there. But for years, you know, long before your days on Earth, they played at Pine Bluff. They played in Barton. They played around the state in various, mm-hmm. not not just in Little Rock. And what was the benefit to that? Well, I mean, that was, again, that was before roadways were easily accessible Correct. to Northwest Arkansas. And, it, you know, that was when Barnhill held, you know, 10,000 roughly, you know, is when... You know, it was just a different day and a different time, different era before Bud Walton Arena, before or television, what we know as I-49, before television came about for a lot of games. And you played and where Pine Bluff Convention Center and Barton Coliseum and Barnhill Arena were on similar levels as far as facilities. So now it's not the case. Just ask Jordan how it went down in Pine Bluff. Oh, I know. And well, and it's just amazing to at least people in my generation who weren't around for games like oh. that to think back and say, how in the world did Arkansas Razorbacks play in Pine Bluff against mm-hmm. the number one team in the country? You know, yep. it's just the times have changed so much. And so you have different ways of going about exposing your program around the state. That was the best way of doing it for Arkansas at the time. But with television and, and with the roadways that have been approved, you have to develop with the times. And so, you know, there's not really a reason, and I will continue, and I'm not trying to turn this into, you know, Arkansas versus a state and debate and all that. I think it goes a part of it, but again, it comes down to the university of Arkansas is they're the one that has to make the call on this, on who they play, when they play them, what sport they play them in. They're the ones that essentially is going to make the call. And if I'm Hunter, you're a check. And if I'm the administration, I want to do everything, everything in my power to make sure whatever decision I make benefits the university of Arkansas first that mm-hmm. you can say that's selfish you can say no, that, I mean, that's, but that's, a, that's business. their job. Yeah, that's you know? business. That's what they're supposed to do. And so by them going along with what they're doing now, I see it again as a compromise of saying, okay, you guys want us to play in-state schools. Fine. We're going to play University of Arkansas system schools in baseball. And maybe we'll do it in basketball, too. We're probably going to do it in basketball, but football, no. So you can't 
continue to use the argument they don't play in-state schools because, yeah, they, you see, look, mm-hmm. we're playing in-state schools. It's a matter of just avoiding it in the football grand scheme of things because that's what people are wanting. That's what the people who are crowing the loudest are going to want, and I just don't see it happening because until there is some major benefit for Arkansas, there needs to be no reason. I mean, Tommy, you, you run a business. Mm-hmm. Would you ever make a decision, a big decision, a, v- a very big decision that maybe people <laughs> want you to do based off of, well, that's what they want to do, even though I don't think it's going to benefit my company. I mean, you would never do that. Not intentionally. Yeah. And if you did, you probably wouldn't last in the business well, I mean, very long. It, 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 you got to also weigh, well, if it goes bad, what is the harm? What is the, I mean, and, and honestly, in this case, you're playing UAPB, what in baseball, one game. Right. What is the risk? There's none. All right. Give the people what they want. There is no risk here. It doesn't go well, fine, but what is the risk? You know, move on. But there's the risk, though, in Arkansas and A-State football, though, wouldn't you say? In football, yes. In baseball, playing this game? No. There's no risk. No. And that's, again, why I think they went along with it and why they did it is because they have weighed all the options, and the risk and reward weighs each other out. It's Mm. fine. Yeah. There's no going to be no excuse for it. So, But, again, it's a Very little downside. Your number one source of local news and information you need. Like the Bud Light Morning Rush podcast? Check out the Halftime Pod at hitthatline.com.